Be it superstition or just an apparition, you suddenly appear inside my heart. Does this strange romance stand the ghost of a chance? Welcome to From the Bleachers. I'm your host, as always, Seamus Clancy, coming to you from the wonderful Bleeding Grenation Radio Podcast. Now I'm recording this. Late Tuesday afternoon, probably listening to this Wednesday morning, hopefully maybe before the Eagles preseason game on Thursday. Eagles have been kicking in the Patriots' tail the last two days during joint practices before their preseason game in Philadelphia at the link on Thursday. Might be going to the game, might not be. Weather seems disgusting and terrible. I think we're having a consecutive thunder slash rainstorm the next couple of days in Philly. Also going to the Weezer Fall Boy Green Day concert at Citizens Bank Park on Friday. So hopefully – can have some fun at the sports complex Thursday and Friday, and the weather isn't a complete disaster. But that's the luck you have when you're a Philadelphian sometimes. The Eagles are doing well in these practices. Jalen Hurts looks good. The offense is humming. The defense seems ferocious and did all summer, really, in the beginning of training camp going against this Eagles offense. And then everyone's wondering if the Eagles offense is just so inept. But we're seeing that maybe the defense is legitimately very, very good. And the Eagles have had some success in practice this week with New England and the Eagles' first team. Offense looked pretty decent against the Steelers last week in the Thursday preseason game. Also should mention that after the preseason game on Thursday, uh, Jess Taylor and I did a instant reaction show for the preseason. We will be doing that this Thursday night as well. We will be streaming live on our YouTube page. Be sure to subscribe to the BGN YouTube channel. There'll be a link to it in this podcast description, you know, wherever your podcast provider of choices. And also be sure to you know, follow BGN on there. Give us a nice review, five stars, the whole the whole deal. You know what I'm talking about right there. So we'll have fun stuff with that with the instant reaction of the season. But I'm getting hyped about the Eagles. It's that time of the year. And I've talked a lot this offseason about how just for the fan base overall, the city, the mood hasn't really been there the way it usually is during a typical Eagles offseason where, you know, just a couple of weeks into the offseason, we're thinking, oh, they're ready to go on a playoff run. They could win the division. They could go to the Super Bowl. Now, I'm not saying the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl because they're not. But I do think, and I've said this at the beginning of training camp, and there are a few factors in here, and we're going to get to it. The Eagles are going to win the division this year. And maybe that has more so to do with the three other teams in the division. And I'm going to talk about those teams in depth. But this team is skilled. This defense is something fierce. Flying all over the place. First team defense looked fantastic against the Steelers. I know Ben Roethlisberger is not playing. So that affects things. They look good against Cam Newton and Mac Jones. You're saying, well, maybe Cam Newton's washed up. Mac Jones ain't it yet. That could be true. But they look, they look great against the Eagles offense throughout training camp. And it seems that maybe that offense is better than we originally thought. And you know, you can only play who you're lining up against. And time and time again, this summer, we've seen the Eagles' defense succeed. I think they could have maybe the best defensive line in the league along with Washington. We're going to talk about Washington a little bit too. But I'm, I'm getting amped up. Jalen Hurts' buzz is, you know, he had inconsistency early in training camp. Looked pretty good in the first preseason game. Looks Looked even better in these joint practices this week. Hopefully he'll be playing more than just two series this Thursday against the Patriots. It's kind of that. You know, the preseason has changed so much where it used to be four games where, you know, they maybe played a, a drive. The starters played a drive in the first game and maybe they played, 
you know, a couple drives in the second game, and then maybe they played a quarter to a half, a quarter to a half for the full half in the third preseason game, and then basically sat out the fourth preseason game. But that's all in flux right now, so we might see this kind of be the dress rehearsal game and that third preseason game be that that fourth preseason game where the starters really don't do much of anything. So I'm excited to see a big dose of Jalen Hurts, Quez Watkins, Jalen Rager. Quez Watkins, the burner in training camp, looked unbelievable on that little catch-and-go he did with Joe Flacco against the Steelers' 79-yard touchdown. Should have also had a 98-yard touchdown, uh, courtesy of Jalen Hurts, who slightly overthrew him. We talked about this on the podcast last week. So if before the, you know, the, the game kicks off Thursday, if you want to do a little – Go back and listen to Thursday night's podcast I did with Jess. I think you should definitely do so. Get your am, get your game ready for the game against the Patriots. People forget a couple of years in Super Bowl, Eagles beat the Patriots 41-33. People forget that. Quez Watkins, Jalen Reger having these Odell Beckham Jr. type catches in camp. And then you have Devontae Smith returning to practice today, actually practicing in team drills against the Patriots, 11 on 11. I'm amped. Maybe he'll play in the preseason game next this week. Maybe he'll play next week. I don't know, but I'm banking right now that I'm assuming he will be ready for week one down in Atlanta. He didn't miss too much time. He's a smart, experienced, intelligent wide receiver. So I don't think the learning curve in the NFL is going to be as steep as it was for maybe Jalen Reger last year or some receivers we've seen in the past. So I'm thinking, you know, he missed a couple weeks of camp. I'm not so worried. He's already getting back out there. He's probably going to get some preseason reps, get himself NFL adjusted. And then we're ready to ball out this season as he wins offensive rookie of the year. He's going to win that. Jalen Hurts is going to look good. This defense is going to be a top 10 unit, and they're going to run away with the craptastic NFC East. Let's go around the NFC East. Because I'm doing I'm previewing the NFC East race. And part of that is looking at the Eagles. And I've done that a little bit, going to keep doing it. And part of that is looking at the other three teams. And on a macro level, these teams are filled with dysfunction. Washington, the ownership, the management, it's been like this for two decades. Ron Revere, good coach, brought some stability to the organization. Seems like that great leader of men, great defensive mind. Coach with the Eagles for a while, and they read. And then you have that defensive front. Chase Young, Jonathan Allen, those guys are scared. And that's why I think Washington – is the team the Eagles should be most concerned with this season and their pursuit of the NFC East Championship. You know, it will be hard to repeat. It's said ad nauseum, and it's not necessarily a predictive figure or note or statistic, but it's worth considering that there hasn't been a repeat NFC East champion since the 2003 and 2004 Eagles. 2003 Eagles lose an NFC Championship game at home to the Panthers, then 2014 goes on, loses the Super Bowl to the Patriots. But we got a revenge a couple years back. And we're getting our revenge in these joint practices this week and hopefully get some more revenge on Thursday. Well, that defense is pretty great down there in Washington. And I think the way I think the Eagles could be a top 10 unit, that might be a top five unit. At the same time, don't really see it with the offense. They signed Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick has killed the Eagles in his career. So they're, they're going to play twice this year, right? We play every team in the division twice. I imagine that in one of those games, Ryan Fitzpatrick throws for 438 yards and four touchdowns and runs for one, and the Eagles lose. And in the second one, he throws uh, four interceptions and fumbles twice, and the Eagles win. So really, if they split with Washington, I think they got it in the bag. Beat up on the Cowboys, beat up on the Giants. The Giants, Joe Judge, you're a fraud. 
You think you're Bill Belichick out there trying to be this tough guy leader, bringing that New England fervor with you when you don't have anything to back it up with. You have guys retiring in the middle of training camp because they hate playing for you so much. And it's only training camp. We haven't even gotten to the season. Remember Chip Kelly and the 2015 Eagles? They all hated him by the end of the season, but training camp things seemed fine. People, what's Daniel Jones going to retire at halftime of week four? Saquon Barkley said, yeah, I just came back from that injury. Yeah, I'm not doing this. Peace out. See you later. We're not doing this. Joe Judge, he could be the first coach to get fired this year. The odds are like that's on – you can buy get those on sportsbooks. Throw some cash down on Joe Judge. First coach to get fired. Oh, man. He is a loser, and he's such a crybaby. That whole organization is still after the Eagles tanked in that game against Washington last year. So they would get a better draft pick, and then Washington ends up winning divisions at the Giants. And, well, the Giants are crying. Well, maybe you should have won more than five or six games if you really wanted the division and not be a bunch of gigantic crybabies with your diapers filled. Daniel Jones stinks. Stinks. Not an NFL quarterback. Saquon Barkley, super talented. I remember this. It's the 2018 season, Saquon's rookie year. Eagles coming off that Super Bowl win last year. We all have Super Bowl fever still. And maybe they almost got there too when they lost to the Saints in the divisional round down in New Orleans. Different story. So they're playing the they're playing the Giants in the Meadowlands on Thursday night football. And Saquon Barkley has one of the most remarkable games I've ever seen from a running back. And the Eagles still smacked him by double digit points. And it wasn't even a real game at any point in the contest. That's what that's that displays how Poor it was. Poor judgment to take him with the second overall pick in that draft in 2018. The Giants had Josh Allen. I'd be a little scared right now. The Giants, uh, somehow they ended up with Lamar Jackson in that draft. I'd be pretty scared right now. They ended up with Daniel Jones in the following year's draft in 2019. So 2018, they should have taken the quarterback. Took Saquon instead. Saquon, uber talented, got hurt last year. Who knows how he's going to be coming back from that injury. Still great. The running back ain't making the difference for them, even in this poor division. Then you look down to Dallas, and we're seeing a lot of Dallas right now because they're on hard knocks. And now the second episode comes out tonight. I'll probably I'll watch it tomorrow morning. So you've already seen the second episode by this airs, but the first episode aired last week. It's entertaining. It's different than a normal season of Hard Knocks. I should say a non-Dallas season because the Cowboys have been on there a few times where sometimes you get invested into these end-of-the-roster guys trying to make a living in NFL, establish their career, and you're rooting for these underdog factors. I'm watching this thing. I don't, I'm not rooting for any of these people. I'm not rooting for anyone to succeed. I want all these people to fail. And I look out there, and I see Mike McCarthy, complete bum, Complete bum. I love when the when the Cowboys hired him. I was so happy they hired him. I hope they give him a 10-year contract extension after the season of Hard Knocks airs. Do you see the – what do they call it? The mojo moment showcased in Austin Powers. Shag me, baby. Are you kidding me? Micah Parsons, your first-round pick. Wasn't even born yet when the first Austin Powers movie came out. Do you think any of these guys have any clue what Austin Powers is about or have even seen any of these movies? They probably think you're a gigantic freak weirdo because you are. Dak Prescott 
We've seen in Philadelphia our share of quarterbacks get injuries and never recover and be the same. First felt like the first half hour of Hard Knocks was just watching Dak Prescott's injury from last year from 55 different angles. And now he's having an MRI again. And the Cowboys Twitter account saying, don't worry, don't freak out, but he's getting an MRI. If your team has to say that and preface it, my don't worry about this MRI shirt is raising a lot of questions already answered by my shirt. And if Dak can't go, and Dak's very good quarterback. Ali Crow, I thought Wentz was better than him. I thought that for a long time. Sometimes you're wrong. Obviously much better than Carson Wentz as a quarterback. Very good quarterback. If he's healthy, if he can be his best self, the best quarterback in the division. But we don't know if that's the case. We don't know if that's that case for this specific season. And for all we know, with these injuries mounting up, it could be the case for the foreseeable future that he's not the same Dak Prescott anymore. We saw with Carson Wentz the way injuries can derail a promising, talented quarterback's career. That defense stinks. Receivers are good. Amari Cooper, maybe on the uh, on the downturn, I think. Not the guy we thought he was going to be. I mean, he had a great – he was in 2018. Everyone in Philadelphia, the Eagles are kind of going to the Super Bowl running and they want them to trade for him. And he ends up being really, really good the year they trade for him. And hats off to that. And then they go and draft C.D. Lamb, and we're like, oh, my God, of course they get C.D. Lamb. And I think C.D. Lamb's going to be awesome. Still mad the Eagles didn't try to trade off for him last year, maneuver up and get him. He's an uber-talented guy. Like Devontae Smith, more different discussion. C.D. Lamb, awesome receiver. But if they have – if Dak's out, if Dak's missing time, and it's pretty pertinent to Eagles fans – to see how this injury process plays out for Dak and his recovery and whether if he even comes back, it flares up again and he has another issue immediately because the Eagles play the Cowboys in week three on Monday Night Football. They're not playing. The first time they play the Cowboys isn't week seven, week eight. We're getting them pretty early out the gate. And if Dak is either out completely or banged up and not his true self, that's going to make it an um, even more winnable game for the Eagles, especially when you're going on the road. You're playing on Monday football. It's prime time. Everyone in the country is watching these two games. There's an Eagles-Cowboys national television game every year. That's a huge moneymaker for the NFL. If the Eagles can go down there, maybe they split their first two games. Maybe they win them both. Who knows? And they can go down there, play kind of a banged-up deck, Prescott, or maybe Ben DiNucci's out there. The Nooch man is out there playing quarterback for the Cowboys, and the Eagles can – Get that win. Go tune and one. Get the national attention on the birds. They're great defense. Javon Hargrave, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Milton Williams, Derek Barnett, Josh Sweat. Josh Sweat, if there was an NBA version of the most improved player award, like there would be in the NFL, like if the, like the NBA has that, there was one in the NFL, I'd bet on the money on Josh Sweat winning this year. Double-digit sacks income. They could feast on Dak Prescott, especially if he's hampered with his mobility coming off of that catastrophic injury last year, we're going to see, aren't we? And if they can go down there, they can play on Monday Night Football. You have a guy like Jalen Hurts, loves the limelight, likes the attention. And I mean that in a good way. He wants all the eyeballs on him. He's a born leader. He's going to succeed in that situation. Going back home to Texas, he's from Texas. He's Friday Night Lights born and bred. Go down there on the national stage, Monday Night Lights, I guess you could call it, and ball out and really establish himself. Having that coming out party, 
the way it kind of felt like Carson Wentz did in 2017 on that Panthers Thursday night football game. Maybe if we're getting a less than stellar, less than as good as they could be Dallas squad in week three, maybe there's some noise nationally brewing about our Philadelphia Eagles, our beloved Eagles. So Dallas not super scared of. Dak, when he's healthy, when he's on the field, very good quarterback. We don't know if he's going to be that same type of guy now. We don't even know if he's going to be on the field the entire season. And then we're getting Danuch, the Nooch man, all bets are off. Washington, Ryan Fitzpatrick is of worse Nick Foles. Like I'd rather roll with Nick Foles to win a big game because he's actually won big games before where Ryan Fitzpatrick hasn't done jack crap in the playoffs or anything in these huge moments. And he's this guy who's toiled in poor situations and terrible franchises. And then he puts out these gaudy numbers. It's like, oh, Fitz magic. Oh, he has a gigantic beard. I used to have a gigantic beard too. It doesn't matter. But he's gold chains acting like he's – what's that guy? Conor McGregor. Thinks he looks like Conor McGregor with the, you know, has the big suit on, has the, you know, sweater all rolled up. All bark, no bite, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Tell me when you have a legitimate NFL moment. When you contribute to a winning team. Winning organization, make winning plays. Because I don't really see that from Ryan Fitzpatrick. And now he's in his late 30s. He's been on 37 NFL teams. There's only 32 teams. That's how much he's bounced around the league. It's telling. He 9 8 wins this division. But I don't even know if Ryan Fitzpatrick can get you nine wins. Maybe get you seven. And he goes seven and 10. And maybe they do win the division with that. But I think the Eagles, nine and eight, 10 and six. Nine and eight, ten and seven, and then what would it be? Eleven and six, maybe, maybe eleven and six. Playing some good teams, Tampa Bay, Kansas City. They lose both of those. I think they're still going to be in good shape. Got the Broncos. Got some bad teams on there too. And again, they are in the worst division in football. Five and one. You go five and one. In this division, maybe even four and two, but five and one, you're winning the whole thing. And I think the Eagles are going to do that. I say they're sweeping Dallas because they're getting a poor Dallas team to start the year. Maybe Mike McCarthy is even canned because they're a disaster by the next time they play. Maybe they split against Washington, and then they're sweeping the Giants. Giants stink. Stink. Joe Judge, again, the two quarter, two coaches who might get fired first this season, both reside and the NFC East, and I ain't talking about Nick Sirianni. I'm excited. I'm getting myself amped. I'm, I'm in this stage now where I work some nights a lot for you know NBC Sports Philadelphia. But during the day, I'm just – I'm in TweetDeck. I have my Eagles column up, and I'm just refreshing and looking all day about all these beat writers tweeting – live tweeting the practices. BLG and Jimmy Kemsky, our BGN radio brethren – are out there doing fantastic jobs. Be sure to read that on bleedinggreennation.com and for Jimmy on the Philly Voice. And I'm, I'm amped. I got my Phillies jersey on. I'm enjoying Philly season. Went to a couple Phillies games this week. Went to three Phillies games in four days. Went two and one. Take it. My record on the year, three and one Phillies games. Hopefully still staying in that division race. Maybe I'll have a couple more by the end of the year. But I'm now rocking my uh, Scott Rowland jersey ahead since I was a kid. I'm, fe- I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling the Phillies. And I'm feeling the Eagles, and that's the most important thing right now. Like the Phillies, love the Sixers, Eagles number one forever. One more thing I want to talk about, taunting. NFL is coming down on these taunting rules. 
If you don't want to get taunted, make a better play. Let's have some fun at them. Remember when we were, I was a kid, you'd have Chad Johnson and T.O. and Randy Moss getting people on hysteria, causing hysterics because of their touchdown dances. Joe Horn flipping out the cell phone, calling his kid. That's what happened. Yeah, he called us. Wait, he said he I'm, – I'm going a little off course here. When he did that cell phone celebration, he said he was calling his kid. His son, J.C. Horn, is now in the NFL. Well, what if it's the same kid? What if it's the same son? Something to figure out there. If you're an NFL national writer out there. But we went through that. And then the NFL seemed to actually get lax about those rules. And they even allowed those group celebrations. And we saw the Eagles do a million of those during the 2017 season, their Super Bowl run. You had like the, you know, playing wiffle ball, throwing the ball, hitting the home run, all the players behind them like that. You had the Eagles defensive backs doing the electric slide out in the field. That was fun. Football should be fun. It used to be called the No Fun League. Again, when we were talking about it when I was a kid, you had Chad Johnson, T.O., all these people. People would just freak out about it. And I was like, well, they just scored a touchdown in the NFL. I would be doing laps around the stadium naked if that was me. And I'm surprised they don't celebrate even more than they already do. Taunting. I want Josh Wett to just impound Dak Prescott into the ground. I want him to stand over him and flex. If that's a penalty, that's BS. It's BS to me. Wrap it up on that note. Again, Eagles are winning their division this year. The rest of the NFC East stinks. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, at Bleeding Green Insta. Obviously, read all the great content on BleedingGreenNation.com. Just dropped a mailbag, my weekly mailbag article today. So check that out. We'll bring tons of great content Thursday night. Uh, be sure, again, to subscribe to our YouTube feed. We'll have that link to that, our channel, in the description for this podcast. Jess and I will do our instant reaction show yet again for the preseason. And, again, follow me. If you like the podcast, if you like my writing, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Seamus underscore Clancy. We'll be bringing you heat all Eagles season long, a season that's going to end with the Eagles in the postseason. That's it for me, Seamus Clancy. Keep bleeding green. G and